Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I really believe that that's why we're put here. If there's something that we really, really love, it's something we're meant to do. Otherwise, you wouldn't really love it. Of course, we don't want to be doing things that are going to hurt people, <laughs> but and we don't want people hurting themselves. But there's something that you really love, something that's your passion. Why not? And who gives a rat's patootie <laughs> whether or not anybody else likes it or thinks you should? Cue music. Places, everybody places. We're starting in three, two. Welcome to the Autoimmune Hour, where we look at the rise of autoimmune disorders. I've brought together top experts that range from doctors, specialists, nutritionists, researchers, and even those recovering from autoimmune to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information about autoimmunity and how to live your life uninterrupted. Thank you for joining us here on the Autoimmune Hour with Sharon Saylor. Always seek sound legal, medical, and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions, and any of the recommendations you see, hear, or read here on the Autoimmune Hour, Understanding Autoimmune, and Life Interrupted Radio. Now, we don't want you to worry about taking too many notes, so you can join the Autoimmune Hours Courage Club, and we'll send you the transcripts and show notes from every episode. Sign up now at understandingautoimmune.com. Now, back to your host, Sharon Saylor. Welcome, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour. I'm Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And as always, it's my honor and pleasure to be with you here on another brand new episode. I am so excited because I'm going to talk to a return guest, my dear friend, Liberty Forrest in the UK. This is a pre-record because I'm up bright and early and she's staying up <laughs> on her side of the pond <laughs> to bring this to us. So we didn't have to meet in the middle of Odark 30 to do it live. <laughs> So anyway, I really wanted her on because there's a side of liberty a lot of people don't know, although I think a lot of her friends have been encouraging her to let this side out a lot more and we could all use it. She's known as the, I got to read this because I love this, um, the mindset mastery coach with the really dumb jokes. (laughs) Some of you may remember Liberty's been on the show before and she hasn't ever let that side out of her I just said, um, you know, it's time. I think we're all needing some really dumb jokes and we're needing some ways to brighten up our holidays if we're going to be doing it. Uh, Sometimes people will be alone and and other types of things, you know, distant from each other. So let me just give you a little bit bio about Liberty if you haven't heard her bio before. She's an award-winning author, speaker, and a contributor to the Huffington Post and Thrive Global can't talk and it's too early this morning liberty she is also a senior contributor to sports ed tv and has written articles for more than 50 publications around the globe she's also written several books that cover a range of personal development topics with focus on the power of the mind she's been on over 100 radio shows podcasts and summits and mine and she's always welcome back and today i reached out to her and i said you know she has a fun little character on social media, if you haven't seen it, called Witchy, who just says the most, 
innocently strange things that make you go, huh? <laughs> so, and I love Witchy so much. Anyway, I'll bring her right on. Liberty, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the invitation and for that, that uh, great introduction. Gosh, you make me want to meet me. you know liberty has a side of her that if people have seen witchy witchy's on like i said social media and patreon and um just has brought so much levity to uh, different lockdowns and and uh, i'll just say that for me the the continually um what the heck is going on 2020 so (laughs) always having a little levity and affirmations and positive thinking really help and i know here in the states we're entering some as they are some of the news media saying you know really dark days so liberty let's talk a little bit about positive mindset and then we'll get into some of these uh dopey jokes (laughs) (laughs) sure well you know everything really starts with with your perspective on anything that's all about how you choose to view something, which is about the thoughts that you think. You can, you can choose to look at a situation as being miserable and awful, or maybe there's a lesson in it, something you can learn from it. There's always a bright side to everything. There's always something to be grateful for, always something, I think, to, to kind of give some balance. If, if all you look at is all the dark misery over here, you know, you can add a little bit of lightness and guess what? You get some balance. I agree. And yet sometimes, <laughs> gosh, I've actually taken to turning off most of the news. I'll give myself a little dose of just like, so I stay somewhat in touch. <laughs> but after that, I'm like, no, I'm done. I, I just realized that I'm really much more emotional about things these days. And so what tips do you have for balancing that? Sometimes when I hear some of the latest statistics of not just pandemic, but all sorts of other things, unemployment, et cetera, food lines, oh my gosh, it can just really bring you down. And when you're already immune compromised, I know that positive thinking, positive outlook is really important to keep our immune system strong. So what are a couple of tips that in case we've uh, OD'd on bad news, what can we uh, use to quell that hangover? I totally hear you on that. I haven't read the news or looked at news on purpose for decades. I refuse. I figure if there's anything I really need to know, my friends will tell me. You know, (laughs) it's going to be like Armageddon a week from Thursday after lunch. Somebody will tell me and I don't need to worry about it. So the rest, I I can't cope with it. So uh, that's number one tip. Stop reading the news. Stop watching the news. Zip through your your social media feeds as fast as you can. In fact, maybe don't even bother with the feed. Just go to the specific people that you want to check in on. No, because as you're scrolling, you're going to find all kinds of, oh, no, misery. And now who needs it? So my first tip would be just avoid all bad news, like the plague, as much as you can. And tip number two would be then to deliberately seek out the great stuff. Go watch some inspiring TED Talks. Go watch some of those dumb videos on animals, you know, the the silly animal things. Or uh, go watch your favorite comedians. Go, you know, check out YouTube or Netflix to find funny things to watch. Immerse yourself in funny and light and uplifting and inspiring. It's so easy to do. We don't need to gravitate to the miserable. You know, there's plenty of happy, inspiring, wonderful stuff on the internet. And there are good news newspapers online as well. Absolutely. One of my favorite is the Daily Joy, Pamela Sylvans. We've had her on the show. She's offering this wonderful newsletter. 
and it's turned into a podcast now. So I'm really excited about that. And one of the things you mentioned to me when you were mentioning like the kinds of videos to seek out, I have to say my guilty pleasure are those ones where they do really cool craft things. You know, you're like, wow, I never would have thought to do that with washcloths. <laughs> Why? I, I don't go make hippopotamuses out of my towels, but I just like watching it going, wow, that's so creative. <laughs> I love those ones that are like, what do they call them? Like hacks or whatever, kitchen hacks or, th you know, things where weird stuff out of your house that you put together to do these really cool storage things or, you know, other. <laughs> I do too. I don't know what it is about them. I don't remember any of them. I forget every one of them. But while I'm watching, I'm mesmerized and going, I'm going to remember that. And then, you know, I don't, but. <laughs> I like and sometimes I even share because I want to be able to see it again because I think, oh, I want to tell so-and-so about that. But the problem is how that social media goes, even with doing that. The other thing is um, I always think of other people. I think, oh, well, you know, so-and-so has one of those. I should call her and tell her how to use you know, what I just saw. <laughs> anyway, it's a great line opener. If you've got good friends, like, wow, remember that kitchen strainer you had? <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you want you to know what the things you can do with it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can go build a fence out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you watch Pinterest, if you go through Pinterest at all, for sure. <laughs> it, it's funny to me, those things. But anyway, Yes, I just feel like laughing this morning. That's why I'm so happy you're here with us. Oh my gosh. So but I that's what I teach, you know, when I, I work with people doing law of attraction and mindset mastery. And that's one of the things I teach is to start your day with laughter. Wake up with either with jokes or wake up with your favorite music or something like Happy by Pharrell Williams. How can you possibly not have a good day if you start your, your day with that one? You know, that's really great. So I'm glad you're laughing. Absolutely. And we've had Valerie Shepard on who's, uh, among many other things, a laughter yoga expert, and she taught us how to just force a laugh. And at first I thought, oh, that is silly. That, that is really silly. But just getting up and forcing a laugh, I, it releases something in there. It, it, well, obviously, it releases all that stale air because you're forcing an exhale. But you know, you, you feel better, even if you just start giggling for no reason. Although I suggest warning your housemates that you're giggling for no reason. I mean, you know, it's just like. Otherwise, they really think, especially these days with people being locked up a lot, they wonder if you took off your pulley. Exactly. <laughs> and you're just nuts most of the time. People just go, nah, that's just her. And then, you know, you could be absolutely nuts. It gives you license to do anything, you know, be as nuts as you want because people just expect that from you. So it's good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the best kind. I do have friends like that. Like they could say anything to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. I think. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Anyway, let's talk about something. So, so we start our day with laughter. And what are some ways to, if we're feeling silly talking to ourselves with positive affirmations, like I am strong, I am courageous. Some of those people tell us to do those kinds of affirmations. And when I first started those, even though I'm doing it in my head, I'm still self-conscious. Now, is that kind of weird or what? No, do you know what that's about? Usually it's because people feel awkward saying those lovely things about themselves. It's because there's something something in here that says, I don't think I quite believe this. So, and, and it, it helps when you believe in affirmation, right? That's the point of it. So what I often tell people to do is to shift into a progressive statement. So instead of, instead of, 
I'm strong and confident when you're telling yourself, really, oh, that's a big lie. I really, I don't know, it's not me. <laughs> you say something that is like opening the door to that. So you say something like, I'm becoming more confident every day, or I'm willing to be more strong and confident, or I'm open to being more strong, or I'm, you know, I, I'm beginning to see myself that way. Something that's like, you can believe that, and, or, you know, that you want to go there. So it's just, it's a progressive statement that starts to move you from where you're stuck feeling not at all strong to that other place. Otherwise, if you don't believe it, it doesn't, it doesn't really sit very well it doesn't it doesn't have much of an effect you have to be able to believe it yeah absolutely i love that those little door opener statements those little softeners because when i was first taught about affirmations and they were very directive very poignant just i am fill in the blank i kept hearing the mind going "Mm, mm, really (laughs) you're still saying i am you're still using the power of i am you're saying i am willing to feel more confident. I'm, I am becoming more confident. It's still an I am, which is really powerful. So you have to be really careful what you put after that, whether it's I am, you know, anything negative, you don't want that either. But yeah, those two words are really powerful. So just it's a matter of just, yeah, softening that edge and saying something you can believe that you're, you're willing to go there. I love that. And something just came to my mind. I saw a medical professional uh, friend earlier this week. And as we were talking, I was a little surprised that he was so definitive with his language and about medical issues. Like I am, and he said, I am getting sick. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, let's just embed that. (laughs) When we get into those situations, whether we ourselves have those lapses of those things, what are ways that we can instantly go like cancel clear? Just do that. Just, just say, just say, ah, just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Really? I mean, just joking. (laughs) Just joshing it. And uh, say something that's more powerful and something that's more positive and that is actually what you want to be believing and feeling and say it a few times. I was going to say, because it's those types of things just come out without thought, without deep thought into the meaning of what the unconscious mind is really putting around as saying those things, right? Oh, and you know, when I, one thing I've really discovered with people is a lot of people are, they'll call themselves positive thinkers and, and generally they are quite positive people. However, I've noticed, for example, I was speaking with somebody the other day, it was a a first appointment with him as a client, and uh, he is a very positive man, and he's very successful. And as we were speaking, he was saying things, he's one thing he said was, well, I'm, I'm going to put a banner on this. And then he went, actually, I'm going to try to put a banner on it. And I went, oh, (laughs) took a step backward. (laughs) And I said, no, you're going to put a banner on it. And somewhere else in the conversation, there was, um, he said, I, I have this tough, tough, tough goal, but, you know, I'm going to make it work. And I went, oh, <laughs> why would you choose to have a tough goal? Well, it just is. Well, why don't you look at it like it's a, a, a simple goal, an easy to achieve goal, or, you know, look at it in a positive way. Well, because I work really well under pressure, you know, when it's hard, I work really well. And I said, why do you have to make it hard for yourself? Why don't you say things about how easy this is and how effortless and this is so, you know, it's going to just flow. He, he didn't understand, didn't realize. And I see this time and time again with people, even positive, successful people 
still shoot themselves in the foot without realizing it until you've got somebody outside the box who can say, did you hear what you just said there? <laughs> so, you know, we do it without even noticing. Well, taking that one step back, even him saying, I have to work hard to be successful, not just that this is a really tough goal, but if we take that one step back, it's how can we frame it that we are great workers, but that it's not about the hard work that creates the goal or that, exactly. that achieves the goal. Exactly. That's what I said to him. I said, you don't have to make it be hard. You can look at it like it's just easy and that's how it's supposed to be. What do you mean? You, you know, yeah. Well, I work well when it's hard. You can work well when it's easy, but it's just that mindset and they don't even realize. And so many people are that way. I'm guilty of that. You know, even now I still catch myself where sometimes a friend will say, did you hear what you just said there? Oh, right. You know, we can still have these little lapses where, where something will bubble up and there it is. And it comes from these deep beliefs because, well, I know, you know, you're into, you're a hypnotist as well as I am. And we know about the power of the subconscious and like 90% of our beliefs are unknown to us. And a lot of them are not doing us any favors. Uh, and a lot of them are not our beliefs. <laughs> That's right. They're just, they were planted there and we aren't aware of them until something like that comes up and you hear yourself say something or someone points it out and you think, oh, <laughs> let's get rid of that (laughs) but once once you are aware of it then you can do something about it yes and what do we do because this is a really common one for me I was we had Trisha Nelson on uh, last week about emotional eating and the one that popped into my mind as she was giving some of her uh, information about emotional eating was a family history, especially of my aunts, of some boo-boo would happen as a child and here, have a cookie, you'll feel better. And I'm thinking about how that still is somewhat embedded that if a boo-boo happens, uh, even if it's, you know, not a physical boo-boo, but in my own mind, I'm sort of ruminating on something. I really start craving those, even though that in my mind is somebody else's belief. It was sort of embedded in there. Yeah, they're really deep. And unless you sort of really look at them and figure out where they came from, well, you don't even have to do that. I shouldn't say that. Um, that's one of the things, I mean, you can do that, but it, it, it ends up, I think quite often what you end up doing is just focusing more on the negative. You're still focused. If you're trying to rummage around inside yourself and figure out where it came from, you're going to get more of the same. So one of the things that I've started doing more in the last couple of years, especially with um, not just with myself, but with with clients is talking about the new thing that you want to believe. Focus more on that. It's about the law of attraction and changing your thoughts and shifting your focus. So, so in those moments, instead of like when you're aware of that now, you're aware that that's this embedded thing that doesn't serve you well. When that comes up, now you can start shifting your thoughts to something different, something that you want to believe about it, whatever that might be, or if you're feeling emotionally out of sorts or whatever it is, um, what would be a belief that you'd want? What would be something you would want to be your go-to in that case? Mm, oh gosh, to feel better. Um, what would I want to go to? I mean, it could be something non-caloric even, like I think I'll go have a cup of tea. <laughs> you know, you could <laughs> something to do with putting something in your mouth. You could even move to that, right? Um, I'll go have a glass of juice or I'll go, whatever the thing is. But the, the point is, if you know that's the thing that's happening that isn't serving you well, 
you can shift it so that when that bubbles up, you start telling yourself this other thing and focusing on that, seeing yourself in that desired behavior. And, and now you're kind of affirming that you're planting a new, you're planting a new behavior and a new belief. Well, notice how deeply embedded that was too, because I was having trouble coming up with an alternative. So to me, that tells me that's, a, you know, something that if you can't come up with an alternative, that's why wonderful friends, coaches, things like that, that you have in your life can point out that observer role, being in that observer role instead of in that first person role, where it is sometimes like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know that I was kind of boxing myself in until someone else points out, hmm, <laughs> hello, the door is over here. <laughs> exactly. And when it's a food related thing like that, you can have some alternatives ready. Maybe it's the granola bar, which still feels like a cookie, but it doesn't have all the stuff in it. Or maybe it's frozen fat-free yogurt with some berries in it, which tastes like ice cream and it's a nice little treat. At least if you're going to have an eating thing related to it, it's kind of a, a shift into at least it's something that's good for you. Oh. Um, and from there, you might be able to shift it again. But the point is, you don't want to be, if the eating is not serving you well, it's not about what you're eating. I mean, it's not that you're eating, it's what you're eating. That's the problem. That's one way you can overcome that one. As I was reflecting on that comment I made about the cookie, though, and you were talking about it, I kept hearing it again and again and realizing it wasn't my voice. I know exactly whose voice it is. And that was helpful for me to dissociate from it, going, okay, well, that's not even my voice. That's not coming from me. That's an outside something people planted in me. That was helpful to go, oh, okay, interesting. And maybe that's why I didn't have an alternative. I don't know. It wasn't my voice, though. It was, I could definitely hear whose voice it was. Yeah, those are really powerful. And then if you can when you're aware of it, you can, depending on, you know, who it was or what other, what other issues there might be around that, you can still sort of shift that and say, well, okay, that was that person's belief, but I choose to believe this when I'm feeling like this. It doesn't mean that in that first moment, you're not going to still want that cookie, <laughs> but it's a process like everything else about changing your mindset. Once you're aware, that's, that's the first bit. You have to be aware of the issues where you're stuck or where the where anything kind of self-sabotaging is creeping up on you. And then you can move from there. You can have a plan. It's like a little strategy to say, well, I can do this or I can do that. I can go here. Absolutely. It works really well. And for me also, I know you and I've talked about it, but I, I add some of these things that these insights into, into my journal to help me go, Oh, I've not only I've been thinking about that for a while, <laughs> but also it just sometimes getting it out on paper, helps for me just get it out of my head and into a different spot i totally agree with that whether it's i love handwriting opposed to typing you know write computer whatever you thingy <laughs> but uh, it seems to it flows better from the heart when it's handwriting in a journal but whichever way i do it sometimes for me that's all i need is to is to if there's something not i'm not quite sure what's bothering me or or i've kind of got a a bit of it, but I don't really know why it's not sitting right. That's, that, that's gives back. I can't talk today either. That gives me the clarity I need just uh, start to write. And then all of a sudden, bang, there it is, you know, sort of a, an awareness or connecting the dots. And sometimes that's all it takes for me is to see it in whatever color and white <laughs> and, uh, 
Um, and then sometimes that's all it takes to just kind of let it go, whatever the it is. Like you said about this, realizing this is somebody else's voice. Sometimes it can be that simple that you just have that awareness and go, oh, well, I don't want to believe that anymore. I, I don't believe that anymore. That's, that's not my stuff. That's over there. That's, you know, somebody else's opinion mm. doesn't have to mean anything to me. And you took my mind in a creative spot too that I started recently doing when I remember I have several friends that are artists and they always write anything, send me a letter in multiple colors of pen, of ink. And I went and bought myself a set of multicolored ink. And, you know, it is uplifting to write in teal green sometime or write in purple or whatever <laughs> to somebody. I was, I had never done that, but I was surprised. <laughs> if you're on video, Liberty's right. If you can't see it, if you're on audio, but Liberty's showing me her uh, buckets and buckets of beautiful <laughs> multicolored pins and and uh, brushes and things. <laughs> And that's because she does this, these great cartoons from Witchy. I wanted to um, take a quick commercial break. It's, and so we have plenty of time. But when we come back, we're going to talk about why Witchy. So we'll be right back. Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com to learn more. Hi, this is Sharon. And of course you know me from here on the Autoimmune Hour. Maybe you don't know I'm also an author. My latest book is for kids. It's Pinky Chenille and the Rainbow Hunters, a winner of a five-star reader's favorite review. It's perfect for your early reader and a great bedtime story for your young adventurers. Check it out over at pinkychenille.com. That's P-I-N-K-Y-C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E dot com. See you there. Research shows we apologize up to 10 times a day. And most of the time, we say sorry as a response to someone else's mistake. What if we thanked people instead of all that unnecessary apologizing? So instead of saying, sorry, I'm rambling, you say, thank you for listening. Join us at projectforgive.com, a free non-religious resource on global forgiveness. Do you want to be a better leader, have better relationships, become more self-aware, be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour. I'm Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And tonight we're here with Liberty Forrest. She's an award-winning author, speaker, and contributor to Huffington Post and Thrive Global. And she's a senior contributor at Sports Ed TV. And she's been in over more than 50 publications around the globe and has written several books. And I could go on and on, but I wanted to give plenty of time here. 
Oh, I don't know how long Witchy's been around, but I am just through this uh, past 2020, Liberty, enjoying your little character called Witchy and her insights and trials and tribulations of trying to understand a world, especially now since we're all kind of going, huh? So tell us, what was the inspiration for bringing this character to life? <laughs> well, um, she had a kind of a, an interesting start, actually. She, she was developed. I was actually, she was actually, she was actually going to be doing reviews on YouTube for vegetarian and vegan and sort of natural health products and foods and things like that because of her backstory. You know, she had this secret trauma that she will never tell anyone about. And, uh, and, and she, she was living in the Transylvania forest and some terrible thing happened. And she, and she says, it forced me to become a, a vegan. Oh no, there is no real food on that diet in which she is starving. So she doesn't like it at all. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but I, I ended up putting her sort of aside. There's sort of more story about that, but she kind of just sat back for a while. I was busy with other things and I was moving back to the UK and and I still, I knew that Witchy was going to find a home somewhere, but I wasn't sure where. Then I started thinking, maybe when I get back on the stand-up stage, it'll be as Witchy. So I got the blue wig and the purple hat with the big spider on the front. She's, she's terrified of spiders. And she wears this purple hat with the spider on it. And she says, that's my desensitization therapy. I know it's up there, but I don't have to look at it. So she's trying to overcome her fears. <laughs> she has lots of fears. She's she had to leave the, um, the Transylvania forest because when she couldn't, being a vegan, she couldn't use eye of newt or bat wings or anything. So all her spells were going wonky and then the other witches laughed her out of the forest. So um, she ended up packing up her, her cauldron, her toothbrush and her stamp collection, she says, and moved to England. So now she's trying to learn how to live in this new place and this new life and everything is different. So that's, you know, that's her backstory. Um, so as I was saying, I, I was thinking she might end up on the stand-up stage instead of me. So I got the wig and the hat and the dress and the whole thing. <laughs> and then, long story short, I had a personal, I guess we'll call it a something of a, I don't like the word crisis, but uh, things kind of reached a low point <laughs> for me. About a year and a half ago, I was having... Um, I went through something personal that was very unpleasant and what I really needed was humor and I'd forgotten how much I used to have uh, how, how much that that was a part of my life when I was raising my five kids I was always being silly always goofing around with them and their friends and just as far back as I could remember even being a kid I would draw silly pictures and I, I just loved drama class where I could be goofy and I was the class clown when I hit about 13 years old. And I'd just forgotten how much humor used to be part of my life. It hadn't been funny for a long time. Um, things had been quite difficult for me for a period of time. So out came witchy. I don't, I don't really remember the moment or how this started, but I, I thought I need to do something with her. And I kind of went from the thought of witchy and needing humor. And all of a sudden I was drawing these cartoons one day. It wasn't even like a decision. I don't remember really how it happened. I just remember thinking, I need to feel better. I need to laugh. 
and Witchy's going to do it for me. And I just sat there and drew these dopey pictures. Like the first one was this square, like a jiggly looking square. You can see little jiggle lines around it, a cube. And at the top, it says tofu and it, the little arrow pointing to it at the bottom. It just says, why? With a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was her first one because she, you know, hates this vegan diet. And then the next one was the picture of sort of the just a scribbled pencil drawing the back of her in a bed with her little hat in, in her bed. And you can see one arm coming out of the bed and she's throwing the alarm clock across the room and it just says mornings, mornings are stupid. And it just, so the reverse her first two, it just went from there. I just started drawing these things and I stuck them on Facebook and she's got her own Facebook page called the witchy one rocks because the witchy one was taken. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just uh, started drawing these go goofy pictures and posting them and people have been really loving her. Um, they, they see, uh, there is more to witchy than a lot of people will see and you have spotted it you see that the, I think you have said on occasion that you see this wisdom. Yes, in. <laughs> she does. And, she has a lot yeah. of wisdom. <laughs> and I remember being surprised that other people are getting it, you know, because that's kind of, you know, I want her to have a message and her, her mission actually is to light up the world with hope, healing and humor. She's actually now been incorporated into my coaching work with people uh, doing law of attraction and mindset work, which is lots of fun. That's her, that's her mission. And I have big plans for Witchy. Well, she's already doing great things in the world. And one of the th lessons that I've learned from watching Witchy develop and, and it continue to grow was just following this idea that you had, this passion you had. I remember when you mentioned her to me a few years ago, and it was just this little... Um, cell of an idea this little tiny thing that has continued just to multiply and grow and grow and I just have so enjoyed two things the creativity and watching you blossom as you embrace your creativity as well as just from afar looking at okay this was just this little tiny seed of an idea and how I really want to encourage us all that during these times, well, maybe we're isolated or feeling isolated, wander into these little seeds of our ideas and which one needs to germinate right now. Yeah, that's so important. I think when you connect with something that makes you feel good, it just completely changes. It, ch it just changes your life so much. And that's what Witchy did for me when I was really feeling lost for a while because of what was going on. And she just, she just lit me up. I would sit for, I could sit for eight or 10 hours on my bed with my pencil crayons and felt pens around me. And I would just sit there and giggle doing these dumb jokes um, on, you know, drawing, drawing these little pictures, making jokes and, or taking jokes and turning them into these pictures. I would laugh and, and giggle for hours. And then I'd look at the clock and I could not believe it had been that long. It felt like maybe two. Wow. That Okay, now I'm going to put you on the spot, Liberty. Does does Whippy does does Witchy have a, a a dopey joke for us? She really does. She'll always have a joke for anybody. Shall I? Shall I get her for you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll pull out the little uh, crazy blue-haired nut bar. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, it is so good to be here to tell jokes. I love to tell jokes. That makes me very happy. Okay, Sharon, I love to see you. How are you? Oh, I am great. I'm so happy to see you and to hear your voice again. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I love to tell some jokes. How about the one word knock, knock, not knock, knock jokes. So knock, knock. Who's there? Weevil. Weevil? Weevil who? We will only be staying a minute. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, here's another one for you. Knock, knock. Knock. Oh, who's there? Ben. Ben who? Ben knocking for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, dear. That sounds like something my grandkids would say. <laughs> here's another one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Pudding. Pudding? Pudding who? Just putting the final touches on painting your door. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, oh, here's the good one for you. What does the ocean wear on its head at night? What does it? I have no idea. What does the ocean wear on its head at night? A white cap. Oh, oh dear. See, those are the ones where I have to stop. And I, I love those where I have to stop and think about the other meaning of the words. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm a word nerd. So anybody knows the show knows I'm a word nerd. <laughs> I think those are the ones that I'm like, okay, what's the other meaning of that? Almost like Jeopardy game. <laughs> what kind of a teacher passes gas? Mm, I don't know. A tutor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, witchy. <laughs> What tips, Witchy, do you have for people to explore their own creativity and get out of their head and, and, and be able to be okay with dopey jokes? I know you do these daily doses of dopey. And, um, and you know, when you look at Liberty's uh, LinkedIn, it says um, the mindset mastery coach with really dope, with really dumb jokes. <laughs> I'm like, wow. So what, what does it take to be able to what are some tips you have for people to say, oh, you know what? I'm stepping into that. That's who I am, but I've squashed it. So I'm stepping into it for the rest of 2020 into 2021. Are you asking Richie or you want me to get liberty? Uh, both of you can be in the room. <laughs> well, I'm going to just speak up here and say, I just think if there's something you really love to do, just do it. I mean, I've, I really believe that that's why we're put here. If there's something that we really, really love, it's something we're meant to do. Otherwise, you wouldn't really love it. Of course, we don't want to be doing things that are going to hurt people. <laughs> but And we don't want people hurting themselves. But, I mean, if there's something that you really love, something that's your passion, why not? And who gives a rat's patootie <laughs> uh, whether or not anybody else likes it or thinks you should. You know, that's one of the biggest obstacles in, in my experience. It's one of the biggest things that holds people back as well as, oh, this one drives me absolutely nuts. For example, when people know that I can play the piano, they'll say something like, oh, I wish I could play. And I say, well, take lessons. And they say, oh, well, I'm too old. And I say, well, you got a pulse in your conscious. And I would throw in there that there are many, many scientific studies that show our health improves, especially our mental health, when we challenge ourselves to learn something new, something different. Mm -hmm. And what I found interesting about several of these studies is it's not about continuing your expertise in that one area. Let's say you've studied something specific for one time, and it's not about continuing to learn more about that. It's about switching from I don't, whatever it would be, some pursuit over to ballroom dancing or piano playing or music or singing or exactly. humor or comedy. Yeah. It's got to be something that you 
haven't practiced before. And I'm always fascinated how that not only improves the mental health, but also the physical health. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest obstacles is people just think they can't learn after a certain point. And that's, that's where, that's why I always say, say that to them. They'll say, well, I'm too old. No, if you have a pulse, you can learn anything new. You can try something. You can, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, I think the worst thing would be to get to the end of life and have regrets about what you didn't try or what, what you think would have been fun, but never dared do. Absolutely. Or what you let somebody talk you out of. Mm -hmm. I have many people say, oh, I'm going, I was going to write a book, but but so-and-so said it wasn't, uh, you know, it didn't sound like an interesting topic or whatever. I was like, sit down, write it, write it. Even if it takes a while, write it, do what you want to do, whether it's creative too. I was thinking of a couple of times in my life where I knew someone really a, a fantastic teacher, a fantastic instructor in the sciences, but always wanted to build furniture. And I'm like, finally, if it was, I don't know, probably six or eight years ago, started building furniture. And now that's taken off and couldn't, he couldn't be happier as a furniture builder now. It's like, oh, bravo. Yeah, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I think with Witchy, it's just brought me so much joy and she's bringing lots of joy to other people. And she's got a Patreon page now. She's got patrons who love her and want to support her in her journey and her mission to make people laugh and to bring some humor and some healing to the world because humor is really healing. When we allow ourselves to just relax and have fun and, and laugh, I mean, we know we've that's there's all kinds of proof about that, creating feel-good hormones and endorphins and all those good things. Uh, like you said about Valerie with the, the laughing, there's, that is very healing. And um, I just think, and being creative, whatever that means to people, you know, some people find being really organized, like me, I actually love really being organized, <laughs> but whatever it is, you can be creative in your organizational skills. You can be creative if you're a great brainstormer and you love helping people solve problems. There are all kinds of ways that we can be creative. And that's how we get to express who we really are. That's how we express, I, I would call it our spirits or, you know, your soul really is. It's kind of the expression of who you really are is your creativity. It's funny that you brought up organization as Liberty knows. I moved recently and parts of it are still slightly disorganized. And I spent the past couple of days, it was rather a quiet time. And I spent the past couple of days got a new closet system put in. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, oh, just having hey. the system put in. <laughs> I know, just having the closet system put in, it's still, oh, at the time, two days ago, it was empty. <laughs> I, that made me feel better. <laughs> and then over these last two days, I've been sorting and purging and putting things in my brand new closet system. I slept so good last night with my closet. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but... No, I so good. It. I, I remember thinking... When my, I was nine and we had moved into a, a we, we'd moved from Saskatchewan to Alberta and my, my, so we had this new house and my dad finally had put some shelves up in the basement for my mom, just basic two by four kind of things, nothing fancy, but where she could just store stuff. So there's this shelving or wall full of shelving at the end of the basement. I remember her standing there being, oh my, this is so amazing. Oh, I love, oh, look at all these shelves. Oh, this is so great. And I'm thinking geez, why would you get so excited about shelving? 
well, fast forward a whole bunch of years and I've got five kids, especially when I was getting divorced and I left 3000 square feet, moved to 1000 square feet with all these kids and a lot of stuff. And oh my word. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, shelving and storage became a really big deal for me as I got older and had more kids. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I love cleaning out closets and drawers and it's just such a great way to clear the energy in your in your home and in your life. It just, oh yeah. But now that I'm a real minimalist and don't have much stuff because I've practiced feng shui and I don't hang on to things anymore, I never really get those satisfying closet clearing moments anymore, which is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Go find somebody's junk drawer. <laughs> Knock on doors. Do you have a junk drawer? <laughs> Can I help you clean your attic? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh, we're down to the last 10 minutes. I need to take my final quick commercial break here. And when we come back, we'll talk to Liberty a bit more and just find some more humor. And I don't know where we'll go. I just always love whatever journey we're on with, with Liberty. We'll be right back. Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors. It's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week. Be sure and stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com to learn more. Hi, this is Sharon. And of course you know me from here on the Autoimmune Hour. Maybe you don't know I'm also an author. My latest book is for kids. It's Pinky Chenille and the Rainbow Hunters, a winner of a five-star reader's favorite review. It's perfect for your early reader and a great bedtime story for your young adventurers. Check it out over at PinkyChenille.com. That's P-I-N-K-Y-C-H-E-N-I-L-L-E dot com. See you there. Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Welcome back, everyone, to the Autoimmune Hour. I'm Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And tonight we're here with Liberty Forrest. And as you've been hearing, she's just an amazing woman. She's an award-winning author, speaker, and contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and is a senior contributor to Sports Ed TV, among so many other things. You can find out more about her at LibertyForrest.com. And she's also on social media. You can also look up the Witchy One Rocks on Facebook and find out what we're talking about there. And also follow Witchy on Patreon. And so anyway, Liberty, we're just down to the last, wow, my gosh, nine minutes here. What are some final thoughts you have? I know we're coming into a holiday season. A lot of people are feeling kind of gloomy. We just, a lot of us had Thanksgiving uh, via video conference. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about uh, what we can do to uh, just keep the the lightness in our heart and our, and our head during these uh, winter months and the holiday season? Well, I think basically just what you just said, you know, more of the same 
um, you know, video conference or video call conference, I guess, isn't great when it's a family thing. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is a weird word. To another, we can't help calling it that, right? <laughs> uh, um, it, that, that is really important. Maintaining contact with the people you love is super, super important. And even if that just means um, sending a, a text message or sending a little sending a joke, you know, find a joke online or a joke video or something funny, something that's uplifting and inspiring quote, anything that makes you feel good, uh, send that to the people you love, share some time online with them if you can, or as often as you can. Uh, and, you know, it isn't ideal. It's not what everybody wants. You know, it's, it's this, this whole, the whole planet is really in turmoil, but I guess the one, the one thing that I think can be a bit of a consolation is understanding that we really are in this together when you kind of think you know it isn't just me and it isn't just my family it's everybody the whole world is feeling this and for me anyway there's something in that that kind of brings some comfort it makes me feel less isolated to know that in my isolation the rest of the world is also isolated and it makes me feel not so alone that might sound a little weird but that's that's kind of how it hits me anyway well, I know here at the Autoimmune Hour, one of our statements, and it's very true and deep in my heart, is you are not alone. When I first got my diagnosis, first off, I'd never heard the word, but it was, I felt the only one. I, I didn't know where to turn, who to turn. And so there is something about knowing that you're going through this together as a community and being able to bring people together as a community is really important. And that's what I like about Witchy, even with her dippy, uh, dippy, <laughs> her dopey, dippy, dopey jokes, <laughs> is that uh, I can see that there's a commonality there, that we're all laughing at the same thing. And that's one of the things I appreciate about that. Um, one of the things I like to do, and it harkens back to the my childhood, was I used to make take construction paper and, you know, glue and make little Valentine's days cards around Valentine's day, but sending cards that either purchase or homemade cards right now, I got one the other day and it was just like, Oh, it was just lifted my heart. I just, everything I opened it. There was a lot of joy and happiness and just knowing that someone had taken this time to cut out these little hearts and glue them on this construction paper you know, that part took me back to the days of childhood, creating these little Valentine's Day cards, um, creating anything for the holiday season, handmade. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but that's one way that things are really quite different this year is people are starting to make more stuff and be more creative. And one thing that you can do, too, is even just meditating or sitting and sitting. I'll use that word meditating, but sitting, sitting in silence with your eyes closed and if you're feeling particularly lonely, just close your eyes and be with your family. That makes me weepy thinking about it because all mine are in Canada. I'm, I'm here in the UK, but um, you know, you can just sit and close your eyes and be with them. You just remember them and you just, you know, remembering times that you've been together, remembering those Christmases that you have been with them and do it in a way that isn't sad. Do it in a way that's rejoicing and celebrating and finding comfort in those memories and knowing that you will be together again. This isn't going to last forever. This, this is definitely not going to last forever. This is a kind of a long-term but temporary major glitch in, in the way the world is running, but it isn't permanent. It just isn't. 
I know this too shall pass is one of those phrases I've learned years ago and uh, have been using it a lot in 2020, not just about the pandemic, about so many things. This too shall pass. And what can I learn from it? I think you're an expert in finding the gifts and making meaning of things. We're down to four minutes. I want you to share your contact information, how people can find out more about working with you and manifesting and law of attraction and mindset and mastering the momentum. So uh, share with us some final thoughts and how people can get in touch with you. Uh, final thoughts. Well, I, I have to just kind of sum that up, I guess, and say, when you change your thoughts, you change your life for better or worse, whether you're focusing on things that you don't want and don't like, you'll get more of that if that's what you keep thinking about. So better to think about the things you do want and do like, but that's, you know, our mindset is so, so important. What you think is what you will create in your life. And um, I do love working with people on helping them to make the most of their thoughts and their mindset. And you can find me at libertyforest.com. Forest has two R's in it. And same on social media, Liberty Forest on Facebook and on Instagram. I never bother with Twitter, but I'm there too. <laughs> uh, uh, that probably sums it up. LinkedIn, yes, where I am the Mindset Mastery Coach with the really dumb jokes. Because no day is complete without a really dumb joke. <laughs> That's true. And so if uh, Liberty and or Witchy will take us out with a dumb joke, that would be great. Or two. Let's let's throw in two if she has two. Oh, good. I'm so glad I got some jokes for you again. Here we go real quick. What do you call a torn piece of paper? A torn piece of paper. I don't know. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, dear. See? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, why did... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I like this one. This is a good one. Why did the football coach go to the bank? I don't know. Touchdown? Uh, to get his quarterback. Ha! Oh, dear. <laughs> they could really use that now. There's a real shortage of quarterbacks I've heard here in the U.S. <laughs> they really could. I got one more quick one for you. What has eight legs, nine eyes, and 20 hands? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. It sounds scary. I don't know either, but it's crawling up your leg. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I think of my grandson when I hear that one. Not only would he love that, he would repeat that <laughs> consistently and constantly. <laughs> so anyway, everyone, that's Liberty Force. She, as you could tell, she's just brings light and delight to everybody she meets. And she's an award-winning author, speaker, and contributor to Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and senior contributor to Sports Ed TV, as well as so many other things. You can find her at libertyforest.com. Her last name, Forest, has two R's in it. So be sure and check her out that way. Thank you so much, my friend, for helping us see the lighter side of things during this time and being able to lift our spirits up as we come, you know, through this time. And it's the holiday season. So appreciate you and wishing you a wonderful time for the holiday season. I know we'll chat really soon. So everyone, have a great week, whatever your adventures. Join me next week for another brand new episode as we just continue to explore all things wonderful. And I always say hope and help for those with autoimmune, including your caregivers and anyone else around you. So many times like this show we just had is not about 
just autoimmune. Share it with your family and friends. Anybody can find great things that we Liberty just shared with us to uplift their spirits during this time. Stay well, stay sane, I like to say these days. <laughs> Enjoy. The information provided on the Autoimmune Hour, Understanding Autoimmune, and Life Interrupted Radio, including the websites understandingautoimmune.com and lifeinterruptedradio.com, plus social media, is for educational purposes only. What you read, hear, and see on the Autoimmune Hour, Understanding Autoimmune, and Life Interrupted Radio, and its websites, and other media outlets is based on experience only. The information should never be used for any legal, diagnostic, or treatment purposes. Always seek sound legal, medical, and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions, and any of the recommendations you see, hear, or read here on the Autoimmune Hour, Understanding Autoimmune, and Life Interrupted Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.